it's NFL London week, so the Good Let's Morning go. Football guys are in London. We're in the UK since we're an English podcast for the NFL. Mm. So all things UK and British theme for the NFL this week, especially for the Vikings Saints game. So we're going to have a little look at that. But first, we're going to have a little look at the Bucks, the Bills, and the Cards. If you don't already know, myself, Ashley, Reese, and Harry, we all support the Bucks, Cards, and the Bills. So we're all pretty disappointed after last week. So, um, Harry, why don't you just talk us through briefly about uh, the Bucks' 14-12 loss against the Packers? Yeah, this offense sucks to watch at the minute, um, and it's not because mm. Brady's hit the point of no return at forty-five <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, it's a ridiculous amount of injuries, wide receivers and offensive linemen missing. Mike Evans obviously suspended for the Marshall and Lattimore thing, um, but but I'm just staying happy because our defense is clearly the best defense in the league, um, and the the wide receiver things, Brady's offense will will fall into place. So uh, I'm not worried. The Packers are a good team as well. I'm not worried. I promise, I'm not worried. It's not Brady's fault. <laughs> it's not Brady's fault. Is that a bit of credit yeah. for Aaron Rodgers that he had this score? Nah, what? They scored 14 points. Yeah, they had two good drives to start the game, but uh, he couldn't do anything uh, against us. If you look at his look at his interception to touchdown ratio against the rest of the league and then against the Bucks since Brady's come, um, uh, we've got a special D and, and I'm, I'm happy with that. Mm, that defense was pretty insane. Reese, we'll move over to the Bills. Twenty-one nineteen defeat against the Dolphins. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, it's a bit of a hard pill to swallow. You know, previously you've heard me saying that I wasn't worried about the Dolphins, but <laughs> um, you look at the game. We had fifty-one more offensive plays than the Dolphins. We had double the possession time, um, but. If you look at it, the injuries have just messed us up. We had the whole our starting safeties both out, and I mean the heat of Miami didn't help. Um, Isaiah McKenzie came out and said that he thought he would be used to it being from Miami, um, but at one point he had to get taken into the room, into the dressing room, to get IVs pumped into him. You had Stefan Diggs going down. Every second play were cramped. At one point, he said he's never been. He had never been that tired during a game before. He had an IV in both arms at one point. So I had a little question for you guys: In do you think the heat played a part in Buffalo's loss? It's a nice excuse, isn't it? It's a nice excuse to make. It's definitely it was an too excuse. Too hot. We're, we're from a cold place. It's like, the same for both obviously, teams. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, Miami are more used to it being from Miami, but at the end of the day, like, you can have as many excuses as you want. You're injured, the, the weather or whatever, but what, what if my what if Miami fans are saying it's too cold when they come to Buffalo or whatever? Like, it's the NFL, you deal with it, you either win or you don't, and the Bills didn't. Well, I think I think the injuries. I think you yeah, obviously that did play a big part. There was a lot of injuries across that. It was sort of a not unprecedented, but it was very unexpected with how they all just sort of hit in one go. So I think that's definitely a factor. But Reese, as you said, with with the with the with the Bills having all that that possession and game time, you know, clearly Josh Allen couldn't get it done. 
Yeah, well, that's that's one of the points I had um, written down. You know, this year's MVP he threw for four hundred yards, but he just couldn't finish his dinner. It looked like so. Mm. You know, I yeah, think... which is um, a problem with the Bills as a franchise. Full stop, as we've discussed on this pod before, haven't we? Uh, get to three Super Bowls in a row. You bottle jobs. You can't finish a dinner. You get into a massive, uh, a massive divisional early season conference game to take yourself to the cream of the cop crop of the NFL, and you can't finish a dinner. That's just Wait, the bills well, to a T. Yeah. And well, it, all you need to do is look at the power <laughs> rankings, and we're still second. But another point I had coming to the game that I wanted to discuss with you two is. Um, I don't know if you've both seen Ken Dorsey's reaction at the end of the game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was um, pretty insane. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you can agree it's a bit resembling to me when things go wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think that's something Yeah, there's a that... hole in my living room that'll attest to that as well. My living room <laughs> we, we won't go into that, but um, I think for me that was something I really like to see because it shows it shows the passions there. Yeah. The, that everything's in place. We just need to, as as I've said, we need to learn to deal with these injuries. And you know, we've got signed a corner for the week to try help out a bit with that due to the injuries. But until until we can get at least Mika Hyde or Jaypo back, I think we might struggle quite a bit. With the Mika Hyde's out for the season, isn't he? Mm, I heard. Yeah, he um, is. He is. Big yeah, uh, leader yeah, in that defence. I've defense. heard that too, but little boy dream. Little boy dream. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. What about you, Ashley? Um, obviously, it was three defeats for three for us. Uh, the Cardinals versus the Rams. You just can't beat them, can you? Well, we, we beat them, we beat them uh, in LA last year. Um, oh, did you? I, well, I think yeah, we played like five and one or six and one against Yeah, uh, that was against the, the only win we had last year and that, that was when we were on that big run at the start. Yeah. Um, yeah, disappointing. I think a bit more of the same of what we've seen so far. Defence just isn't good enough. Um, we, we also look to, to the injuries as well. There's that, that receive, uh, you know, players out, obviously no D-hop. Um, uh, AJ Green uh, was injured in the game as well. Uh, no Rondell Moore. There, we have got some injuries um, to deal with, and I think that is definitely hindering um, Kyler. But what I want to see, I want to see Kyler rush again. Uh, and I heard, I saw him earlier say he he you know he's got no problem in doing so, and he would do that. But he said I'm just doing what I'm told. Uh, mm. I think. The, the, utilizing the Russian game of Kyler is so important. You know, it, it when sort sort you sort of remember how dangerous he can be. You know, obviously we all saw those sorts of scrambles and him extending plays, but it's not the same as where he has done, where he's getting sort of fifty to sixty, seventy rush yards yards a game. Yeah, you do that it sort of opens it up more. You, you're going to sort of get receivers in in more space. So I really would like to see that, especially with us struggling. Uh, but I think, yeah, the the defence just, I, I am a bit worried about that. Well, you can understand them trying to protect Kyler as much as possible. Obviously yeah, not the biggest or strongest of guys and they've just given him however much money and he is the franchise. But you, like you say, you think at this point with no Hopkins, you kind of, you need uh, a different element to your offence and uh, the only good bit of your offence so far this year has been that second half of the Raiders game, which... Uh, Kyler Murray took over with his legs, so it was just uh, a clutch play, really. That like that win, yeah, it was good, but it, it sort of papered over the cracks a little. Um, yeah. So we've got the Panthers next. Um, yeah, three not, big not games. Not got a great record. Teams. Not got a great record against them. So 
But Matt Rule, I, I think he stinks. So, um, God, I hope. I yeah, hope you win. said about Matt Rule at the start of the season, and he's kind of proven that through the first three games that he's not shown too much quality as a head coach. Looks like he'll be out the door soon. Massive games, as I win, say, though. for got that big win against the Saints yeah, last yeah, yeah. week. Absolutely, ground that out. We'll see if Baker can can progress with a bit more time for the Bills. Though they got a, uh, an awesome match up against the uh, the. Baltimore Ravens, that should be a really good mm. watch this week. And then Sunday night football is Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Just oh, heard wow. that it will be in, it will actually be held in Raymond James Stadium, uh, despite Hurricane Ian. Uh, so, Ash, that's our team sorted. Let's get into international football. Let's get into Viking Saints. What, what are we going to be talking about today? So, yeah, uh, obviously, we thought we'd give a little bit more of an in-depth look at this since we are a UK-based podcast and this mm. is the first London game, first international game. We've got some great international games coming up, not just in, in London, but there's also so games um, in Germany, Deutschland. the Bucks, which is pretty cool, as well as the 49ers Cardinals, which is going to be played in Mexico City. Mm. So that's Bucks pretty interesting. Uh, Bucks Seahawks. Yeah, that'll be pretty great, I think. Um, but we will just focus on the Vikings Saints game for today. Um, obviously, the first one um, of the year at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That starts at 2.30 UK time. So a bit of an earlier one for for, for us guys over here. Mm, big time. And obviously very early for the for those over in the US. Um and Youngblood will be performing at the halftime show, so if you guys are anyone that l- l- likes him, you'll be keen to look out for that. Um, so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to how the the Vikings have started the season. So they're they're two and one, uh, whilst the Saints are one and two. So not too dissimilar at the mo- at the minute. Um, the Vikings it's obviously a big game. they're they're pretty inconsistent uh you know as the vikings are mm. um obviously they beat the packers but we know the packers typically are not the usual packers on week one um and, and their defeat against the eagles you know we've all seen how well jalen hurts and the eagles are this year um so you know i, I wouldn't i wouldn't take that look at that too harshly for the vikings and obviously they bout they bounced back um last week with a last minute game winning touchdown by kj osborne to win the game 28 24 against the lions and obviously the Lions are no pushovers this year either. Um, a little disappointing with Justin Jefferson. He's been a bit quiet mm. after going to go off against the Packers week one. He only had 48 receiving yards week two, and he was kept quiet by Darius Slay against the Eagles. Then last week he made just Big three play, catches, Slay. 14 yards. Uh, Jeff Okuda with a, a with a great job against him. So again, the Vikings are as we said, they're such an inconsistent team. They're so up and down. One minute they look great, the next minute they look awful. So. Yeah, pretty interesting with the Vikings. I definitely think these are two... uh, You mentioned the inconsistency there. Two of the NFC's biggest X-factors this season. Like, could go six wins, could go 12 wins or whatever. Like you say, they're they're inconsistent. Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston got inconsistent quarterbacks. So, could be a bit of a wild game. Could be a wild season for for both of these. I'm not really sure how it will go. Reese, tell us about how the Saints have done so far this year. Well, they've they've not started too great. Um, looked a bit shaky in week one, um, but managed to pull back for the win against the Falcons. But um, since then, they've not looked too good. 
lost to the Panthers, who aren't the best, last week. And they lost to the the Bucks the week before, where Brady finally getting a win against the Saints as a as a Buccaneer. Um, they've had some promising promising rookie performances throughout the start of the season, but I think it's just same old Saints, really. The They've got a team that could be up there, but with Jameis at quarterback, I think it's holding them back. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's definitely not been the same old Saints in terms of the defence. They've got big questions uh, on that D now. Um, and for Jameis, it's been, it's been a weird one with Jameis. Um, He's been very kind of, banged up. Yeah, that is true. He's got uh, fractured ribs or, or four fractures in his back. So that's true. And you, you can tell as soon as he starts having to push it downfield, his throws are not quite re- right, uh, not quite there. I think he's thrown five or six interceptions so far this season, which obviously is very Jameis Winston. But like you say, he's, he's dealing with the, the back fracture, Dennis Allen's new offense, Michael Thomas has missed injuries. What's been interesting for me, they've not been able to get Alvin Kamara involved in the in the mm. past game which I think would really help them out right now it seems like they've maybe been too looking for for deep shots downfield so uh, maybe if we can see if Kamara's healthy um then, then that that'll help a lot for this Saints offense yeah. I think speaking um, of healthy go on Reese Kamara's expected to be seen this weekend in the game um mm. obviously he has been sidelined quite a bit throughout the start but I think Getting him in, he'll be a key player for them with what he can do for them in the run game and his ability to receive the ball as well. So I think we might might see a positive change with AK coming back. Yeah, so someone give us a bit of team news then. Who else is missing? Who's playing? Well, I've just I've just read that um Jameis missed his second consecutive uh, training session today, so uh, he's not. So look- today is Thursday, so he's missed Wednesday and Thursday. For yeah, listeners. he's yeah. Uh, he's not looking. It's not looking too promising for him. Um, but as we say, he's he's been playing through the injury, and he's been the same with his picks, and he's it's obviously going to be uncomfortable with him playing through the injury. So I think it might be time for them. Uh, just put the trust in. It's I think it's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very, mm. very serviceable backup. So I think there absolutely has to be a question that, like, even if Jameis can play, should he play? Um, well, I've, he, I've heard that um, even though he is banged up, uh, um, he is still likely to to play because whether I think he he'll plays play. or not, there's the it's not supposed to impact the, the fractures in, in his vertebrae, um, whether that heals or not. Supposedly. Um, it sounds a bit strange, but that's what I've read. Um, Not ideal. And he is expected to play on Sunday, and I, I think he is probably the, the, those mispractices probably just a bit of extra rest time uh, for. for yeah, him he to get missed. Him up, uh, get ready. He missed practice on Wednesday last week, but obviously he still played. Uh, any other team news? What about Dalvin Cook? I know he's been questionable in the lead up to this. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of uncertainty there. Obviously, he picked up that right shoulder injury. It was a partial dislocation. Um, he, he did suffer that um, um, last year, um, and he missed one game of that, ah. but he played the rest with the harness. So he continues to be day-to-day, but I think they're perhaps leaning towards him playing. Um, you know, there's obviously a very high chance of re-injury, so, that, so that's, they've got to be careful of that. But also, Cook hasn't really got going... <sighs> the same this year uh, you know as he has done 
uh, with these injury concerns, he might be on a snap count. So, yeah, that'd be interesting there. Um, An in- interesting piece on Cook. Um, I was I was looking at the injury reports for all the week in the research for the podcast, and I've seen some whispers that because of the chance of injury reoccurrence and stuff and his fitness, that they might be thinking about trading him away. Mm. That would make sense. I was gonna I was about to mention his backup, Matteson, who is a very adept uh, backup. Um, they Gotta be one of the best in the league, really. Punch. Yeah, definitely. I've got him in my fantasy teams. I, I was going to mention him later as a player to look out for, obviously with Cook a bit banged up. So maybe it would make sense, but he also is such an explosive player when he is on the field. Mm, for sure. Um, also, good news for Vikings fans. Starting safety Harrison Smith, he missed last week due to, against the Lions due to a concussion. Um, but head coach Kevin O'Connell has said that Smith should be ready to go for the game. He will be he's back into action, but obviously that that's a big positive. Um, he's obviously uh, top quality safety, so having him back in the defense uh, will all will be pretty important. Um, Saints do have a couple of issues though. Um, veteran wide receiver Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry escaped serious injury against the Panthers last week. Um, Landry's dealing with a foot injury, and Ian Rappaport has said that it's leaving him with soreness and discomfort. Um, so he's still questionable for week for this week, and Thomas is dealing with a toe injury. He um, mm. he was seen out of the injury tent last Sunday, so both players' uh, injury issues don't seem to be too serious, which is positive. Um, but there's obviously some caution there, as well as um, Traquan Smith, uh, the Saints' other wide receiver. He's su- suffered a concussion week three, and it could take him uh. some time to recover. So there are some receiver issues for the Saints as well. So yeah, looking back to Alvin Kamara, he could be huge for this week. A quick one whilst you mentioned the concussion, Ash. Um, what what do you guys think about the noise this week on the concussion protocol regarding um, Tua's potential concussion against the Bills? To be fair, I think I'd have to look into that because they're saying it was just purely a a back injury. Um, It looked like the way that he just stumbled off, it absolutely looked like a boxer had been done 12 rounds. It did, but then also maybe his back was just fucked and he couldn't get his balance and he was a bit dazed, whatever, from the play. I mean... I'm yeah. just going to the NFL are investigating it, the NFLPA, I think Miami themselves. Uh, I'll just wait and see what the bloody experts and the doctors say because I, I, it's quite a confusing situation. Yeah, I never well, really got the impression that Tua wouldn't play this week, um, Thursday night, which is why I've backed the Dolphins plus five quite a bit. Mm. But uh, anyway, go on, Reese. Yeah, I just, I've, I just thought I'd bring it up and see what you was for. Um... I I'd seen him stumbling about and I I was going crazy in front of the TV. Mm. Uh, we were we were down at the time and I think I put in the group chat straight away. Yes, Tua's done. That that's it. We've won. But what? You know, um, <laughs> what? So Tua's Tua's about to die stumbling on the pitch and you get broken his t- neck. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Just because you think you the Bills are gonna win. Bastard. <laughs> oh, and you still couldn't win so, anyway. Just goes to show how dangerous big group can be. <laughs> Two is better than Josh Allen. Wow. God. I'll cut that. I'll cut that as a drop, and um, I'm sure it will come back to bite Ash on the ass at some point. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right, so let's so move you... over to some key matchups then. Um, so I think there's a big chance now for Jefferson, Justin Jefferson uh, for to prove it on the international stage uh, to showcase his skills, especially after a couple of quiet weeks. Key matchup here with with against Marshawn Lattimore. Um, Reese, mm. I know you had a little bit uh, about that, so tell us a bit about Marshawn Lattimore. Well, we've seen this, what I would describe as dirty tactics. Um, against the Bucks a couple of weeks ago, which ended in Chris Evans being suspended. Um, Mike Evans I, got suspended. Mike, Mike Evans, sorry. Um, so I've done a bit of looking into it, and it it seems that that's just the type of player he is. He likes to yeah, play the is, mind mate. games. <laughs> he, he likes to play the mind games, and in in my research, I found that he tried the same with DK Metcalf, and. Mm. Metcalf just knew what he was doing. He knew how to play it. Um, so I think it could be interesting to see if he tries the same tactics against Jefferson, who's also a very explosive player. Um, I think he but, will. You know, Jeff Jefferson's still a fairly young guy. Um, he's had a couple of quiet weeks. Starts getting a bit frustrated again. Lattimore's going to be right in there, winding him up. Yeah. But I think, as I, as I said, it's the type of player he is. And he seems to... He gives up a lot of penalties because of his stupid antics. And I think it's another thing that probably really it doesn't help the Saints. And it's something that could give the Vikings a huge advantage with him playing against someone so tricky like Justin Jefferson. Well, it's interesting. It kind of... Um... Kind of goes with the sort of style of the Saints. They're a bit of a dirty team. Obviously, they had Bounty Gate under Sean Payton. Um, and they probably love it. They probably think Marshawn Lattimore is uh, the spark that gets them going sometimes with a few of those things. But uh, it, it went the other way against the Bucks. The Bucks uh, resurged after that. And it was them who looked like they had the more uh, momentum, motivation after that mm. or whatever. And, of course, Lattimore has been... Um, ejected and suspended himself. So it's quite interesting. It's obviously... Uh, it's annoying as a fan of the opposition, but I kind of I I love that the NFL still has sort of players like that sort of thing, a bit of feistiness, uh, a bit naughty, give the game a bit of edge. I don't mind it to be honest. It's you just, only mind you just it don't like it, yeah. yeah. And it's the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna marry Marshawn Lattimore because he's trying to beat up Tom Brady and my boy Mike <laughs> Evans, but uh, I kind of I like it in the game. I like it. Hmm. So, so uh, there's. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, big week uh, coming up for Chris Olave potentially. Um, mm, obviously, with yeah. Landry and um, Michael Thomas banged up, um, and Olave had a big game against Carolina. Um, he had nine receptions uh, for 147 yards, and he can make the headlines here on the international stage and get his first mm. career touchdown. Nice, so, nice, nice bit of information for you while you touch on Chris Olave. Um, Today he was named the offensive rookie of the month for September. Yeah, he deserves it. He's sixth in the league for receiving yeah. yards. He's had a very solid start. Probably been yeah. the most dependable part uh, piece on that Saints. I was going to say offense, but maybe the whole team. Yeah, mm. but yeah, he's he's led all the rookie wide receivers so far in receiving yards, and he's ranking second with seventeen receptions. So he looks like he's he's 
comfortable with a big league. He's made he's mm. made the transition to the NFL from college football pretty comfortably by the looks yeah. of it. And I think in times to come we could see a see a great wide receiver blossom in there. Well, I was at the uh, the Jets Falcons London game last year, and that was Kyle Pitts' sort of breakout game. I think it was his actually his one and only touchdown on the season, but I think it was his first hundred yard game. And um, there's similar opportunity for Chris Olave to sort of introduce himself to the to the the wider league right now. And it always is a London game. Obviously, it's not it's not a prime time game, but it's a standalone game in front of a international audience. Everyone's watching it around the world. It's a big. It's a big time for, for players to step up and make a name for themselves. Absolutely. And <clears throat> obviously still yet to get that first career touchdown. So if he can get that, that'll be massive. Mm, um, mm. So in line with the matchup, uh, I think it'll be important and interesting to see whether Patrick Peterson will be on him. Obviously, you look at that Saints receiver room, mm. all healthy, uh, with Jarvis Landry and uh, Michael Thomas. You know that's that's pretty pretty scary, and there's a lot to think about. So, so Definitely. it'll be interesting to see who Patrick Peterson is on, um, and also how important it will be if Harrison Smith is out there ready to go. Um, you know that that's, that's going to be huge for for, for that uh, Vikings secondary. Absolutely, and then the um the Saints secondary themselves. We touched on it before. They've um they've only given up 183 yards passing yards per game so far this year. That's good enough for fifth in the NFL. So we we talk, we touched upon Jefferson. Obviously, Vikings have got Adam Thielen as well. KJ Osborne. I think the the secondary matchup uh, will be will go a long way to deciding this match. Yeah, I think I think when you look at it, it, it really is a great game. For the first NFL London of the season, mm. it's it's a good showcase to get more people from the UK involved in the sport. I think it will be I think it will be a very tight game, and we could see some very explosive plays with some of the players that are on the pitch, especially Ole, yeah. which we've touched on, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, I've got quality my fancies, across, but... across the field, like really, you know, as we just said about all the the quality receivers there, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't mind throwing it, and actually, Kirk Cousins, he has only played one international game before, and that was with Washington, and he threw for five four hundred and fifty eight yards, uh, in the only tie on English soil as well, so that'll be key if he can wow. rediscover that chemistry with Jefferson uh, this week. Um, and see whether Kirk Cousins can uh, deliver it on the international stage once more. And another Danny thing about Cox. Cousins. Go on, Ash. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys really hate hate Kirk Cousins, but um, I'll I'll pick him up. You know, he he's really embraces the the culture. Uh, last time he was here, he was at all the London tourist hotspots, getting pictures outside yeah. tube stations. <laughs> He's going to have a monster game. You'll, you'll oh. see that. He's going to have a monster game. Wow, there you go. I was going to ask you both for a bold prediction, but I'll take that as yours, Ash. Reese, have you got a, a bold prediction for the match? I think, um, game. I think the Vikings... I think it's going to be very close, but I think the Vikings win it. Um, as we said, the injuries to the Saints, Jameis not being on top of his game. I think everything to me points to the Vikings win. All right, but it's got to be like a bold prediction, so they'll win by 10 points or something like that. 
Uh, Give me something bold. As I said, I think it will be close, mate. I'm not. I'm not willing to embarrass. Well, it doesn't have. (laughs) Well, give me something bold. All right, all right, all right. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I think the O lines are going to be obviously Mm. naturally very important. This one, neither team has a particularly impressive O line. I think it's consensus that they're both in the bottom half, with the Vikings perhaps being slightly stronger. But where I think that that really matters is the. the Saints' pass rush this year has been basically non-existent. Uh, Cam Jordan, 50 pass rush block this year. Maybe he's passed it. They've lost a couple of players. Their pass rush doesn't look the same. Uh, but on the other hand, you've obviously got Daniil Hunter. You've got Zadarius Smith for the Vikings. So I think, uh, um, obviously, with Jameis Winston banged up already, I think a big factor in this game is is going to be how can that how can that Saints O-line hold up, especially against those two players. And, and mm. the tackles are fine. You've got Ramchick there. But the interior has not had a... Last week, the interior all had a, a general grade of PFF of less than 56. So I, I can imagine that um, the Vikings D-line causing some big issues for, for Jameis Winston and the already banged-up Saints offense. Yeah, that's very true. And also, I forgot to mention, but starting guard, Andrus Pete for the, for the Saints, um, has also suffered a concussion, which seems to be serious. And he's had issues mm. with concussions before, and this becomes his third injury and third brain injury in five years. So, again, uh, looking to that um, Saints O line, uh, that's going to be uh, an issue there. They have their backup is Calvin Throckmorton, who is solid, but as you say, up against the likes of uh, Daniel Hunter, I mean, it could be a difficult uh, day for for Jameis Winston. Absolutely, and that will be key for them. And obviously, with the the Vikings O line not being great themselves, I think the key will be which team can run the game the best. Um, will Alvin Kamara how big of an impact he will play? Obviously, they've got Mark Ingram as well. Will Dalvin Cook get going if he's fit to play? Will Madison be able to to follow that O line into some space? So yeah, I, I think that'll be a big factor in the game. A lot of uncertainties uh, until we actually know on game day. So yeah, I think this yeah, is a lots of great matchup. Great matchup. Uh, it is. It's really could bit, go. Don't really know what's going on before and yeah. Definitely. However, I will say I, I definitely think the Saints have got um, got more question marks over there over them uh, across the whole roster. Of course, yeah. they've got Dennis Allen as well, who uh, hasn't particularly impressed me in his first three games as uh, uh, this year. So we shall see. I'll just touch upon their their both teams' brief history playing London games before. Each team has played twice in London already. Each team is undefeated in London. And both teams' last game actually came in 2017. The Saints shut out the Dolphins 20 to none. That was the Jay Cutler led Dolphins. Uh, pretty awful. Drew Brees, obviously, for the Saints back then. Uh, Michael Thomas was playing in that game. He had 89 yards. Alvin Kamara was playing as a rookie. He had almost 100 yards from scrimmage. Cam, Cam Jordan got a sack. Marshall Lattimore on Yamata was playing. So there's definitely some. The Saints are a team that uh, have really good continuity in the front office, in their players, uh, and in their coaches as well. So. Um, there's a lot of players who came over with the Saints in London mm. in 2017. Um, the Vikings, when they played in 17, they beat the Browns 33-16. That was interestingly part of the Browns' winless season. That would have been kind of cool, I think, to go to London and say you, you saw a piece of the Browns' winless season. Uh, Vikings were led go- led by 
Case Keenum, and they finished the season actually 13-3 that year. That was the last time they won the uh, the NFC North. Ended up losing in the championship game to the Foles-led Eagles. We all know what happened with them. But for, for the Vikings, it was Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks made the trip, Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter, as you mentioned earlier. And interestingly, Reece, Stefan Diggs was there with the Vikings, only mm. caught for 27 yards. But um, there, there's definitely more... and. and Saints played the second ever game in, in 2008. Vikings played in 2013. There's definitely more continuity and more experience going to London with the Vikings. Do you think that will that will play a part at all? Or do you think that, that all goes by the wayside by the time it kicks off? I, I think, personally, it goes by the wayside. I think you got two two groups of people that are professionals and they want to play football. I, I don't think playing in front of a different audience or anything like that is is something that will affect the outcome of the game or the performance of any players. I mean, as you said, it's the same for both teams with the Heat in Miami. I think it's it's the, the same applies to this. Both teams have played in an unfamiliar environment and, as I say, the professionals, I think the opportunity to showcase to a new audience, if anything, will probably boost performance rather than affect it negatively. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, they're they're gonna. We spoke about it. They you know they want to prove it on that international stage. You know, maybe not necessarily going to be guaranteed guaranteed prime time slots. Um, you know, uh, um. So on this is a a stage where players will want to prove how good they are. As well, to going back to the Vikings' history, they could be the first team to go three and O in London, which would uh, be pretty pretty impressive. And well, so could the Saints. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so one of them will be. Uh, uh, so <laughs> we'll see what happens there. And or could we see an overtime draw for the Saints? Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe well, we get a tie. A tie would know. be pretty crazy. Ah. And um, I think it is important, uh, you know, that uh, especially with the players who have been here before, they sort of know the procedure. It's not too alien to them. So there's a lot of players as you just listed, Harry, who have already come over, uh, sort of know what's happening. I think that's quite important in preparation and getting you, your, your your mental state ready for the game. Mm. You know you know how some players can be. You know, some players, uh, you know, they might be a bit um, worried about their procedures and, and their routines going forward, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of players are superstitious. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't think of the word. A lot of, um, superstitious. Uh, yeah. I thought it yeah. was that. Yeah, um, so, you know, that could change up, impact some players, you know. So, having, you know, both sides seem to have a few experienced heads who have already um, um, played in London before. Uh, quickly, just going back to Dalvin Cook, I've just had a, a notification pop up on my phone. Tweet from Tom oh. Palacero. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook was listed as a full participant in today's practice in London. Mm. So, he seems like he is going to play. That could be massive. That will be massive for the Vikings. Could play a big uh, part on the game in general. So we've gone through some of the key matchups, some injury news, uh, some history of the two teams in London. We're just going to go for a quick break now, but stay with us after where we go through a betting and fantasy preview for the game. Hello and welcome back to the Throat and Rotation podcast. We are previewing the London game Vikings versus Saints. 
So we're now going to move on to a bit of a betting and fantasy football preview. Harry, uh, what have you got for us? So spread for the game, Vikings have opened up uh, by a favourites by a field goal. I think they're now two and a half point favourites, and I really like them in terms of the spread. As we said before, I think there are too many question marks, or there are a lot more question marks across the whole Saints roster. I trust Kirk Cousins slightly more than I trust Jameis Winston. We just heard Delvin Cook's back as well. Um, so I think they'll have more on both sides of the ball to, to come through as winners in that game. It's very tight, of course. The over-under, 44.5 into 43.5. Now, I'm quite surprised that under's been backed. Uh, maybe because of those uh, injuries on offense that we've been talking about, um, and the Saints secondary has been stingy so far. But I'm back in Adam Thielen. He's had a hundred yard game in London before. I think he'll come to the fore. Justin Jefferson's due a big game as well, and the one-two punch of of Cook and Madison. I can see this game turning into a little bit of a shootout, at least uh, increasing over this fairly small points total. So you're back in They're, the over. For this, then I'm back in the Vikings, and I think the over as well. Like, uh, Interesting. The Vikings not facing a, a good pass rush. I, I think they'll definitely score points. They've shown already how explosive they can be at points this season. Uh, what do you fancy the under Ash? Well, yeah, well, I've just a little research into it beforehand. The Vikings have only had one game of uh, the scene over 43.5 points uh, this season. Obviously, only three games. Um, mm. But, you know, the couple of games where it's, it, they've not really got going on that offence. Uh, and so far, the Saints as well, they've only had um, uh, one game, which has uh, got seen over 43.5 points. Um, obviously, you got to take that with a pinch of salt. But, uh, yeah, that was just the way I was looking at it. Now, that's fair enough. And that'll be why the, why it is quite small. But um, I can see, obviously, it depends on how, how Winston is and the wide receivers as well. But I definitely think the Saints are capable of moving the ball uh, up and down the pitch against this defense, and like I say, I think without uh, the Saints' pass rushes, after I don't think any of them has had like more than two hurries between them all. They've got six hurries in between them, or or something yeah. like that. Uh, Kirk Cousins is gonna have time. Maybe, well, I was gonna say he, he struggles in prime time, doesn't he? But this doesn't count, and uh, he's done. A, well, did you say when did he come to London before? Obviously, in. I'm not too with, sure um, with Washington or something. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm really not too sure. Anyway, I do, I do like the Vikings. I do like the over. I would actually maybe look at the Vikings minus seven and a half, minus ten and a half. I think there are more question marks over the Saints in terms of injuries. I can definitely, I can see the Vikings kind of running away with this one if Jefferson well, yeah, gets Kirk going. Kirk Cousins is going if, off, isn't he? Kirk Cousins is mm, going to bang me. I, I can see, I can see Stein. a game script where where Vikings uh, get ahead. Say it. <laughs> the Saints rush D can't stop. Madison and Dalvin Cook, because um, they've already the the Saints D has given up 140 rush yards per game this season. So if the Vikings do take a lead, watch for that run game to take over. Uh, now onto the smaller props and whatever. PFF had their best bet for the game as Justin Jefferson over six and a half receptions uh, at plus money. I think about 11 to 10 you can find it. Um, I think it is completely completely likely as well within the realms of possibilities that that JJ. Goes over six and a half. Um, It'll just be those two games prior. He has where a big game. Yeah, had he had three catches yeah. and then he had six catches. Yeah, um, but I, I'm going to fade the bet. I, I'm not on it myself. Like I said, he had three and six catches his last um, two games, and, and maybe the market is reacting to that, and it, it could be a good idea to go with it over. Um, but the Saints have have not given up more than five catches to any one receiver this season. 
Dennis Allen obviously is a defensive head coach. He'll do whatever he can, I think, to to stop the Vikings' biggest threat, which obviously is Justin Jefferson. Instead, uh, I will be going with a Vikings wide receiver prop, but taking the under instead. KJ Osborne, under two and a half receptions, uh, again, about 11 to 10. Osborne has hit the under in receptions in eight of his last 12 games, giving her a 33%. ROI and then he's also gone under the reception yards in nine of his last 13. Like I said before I think Thielen will will have a bigger game. He had his best game of the season last week Um, so I'll go with KJ Osborne under two and a half receptions at 11 Mm. to 10. Will be interesting. Uh, I I think I agree definitely. I think Kirk Cousins is going to get time but um, you know the Saints secondary is uh, pretty solid you know obviously we've seen uh, that the defensively yeah. the Saints have been fairly decent obviously not great against Panthers but you know you you got the likes of um, Honey Badger um, Bradley Roby Marcus May uh, across that secondary and obviously Marshawn Lattimore so uh, you know, that that will obviously be dependent on how well they can, they can cover the likes of Jefferson and Thielen yeah, and obviously it's tough for anyone to cover Jefferson at any one point. You think he can overcome pretty much any matchup if he's as good as we think he is, as we say he is. Uh, it's a game where I don't have any big, really big fancies, to be honest. Maybe my anti-Saints bias is coming out a little bit, but considering it's in London and it's it's kicking off, uh, what will that be? It'll be about 14 hours of consecutive football on Sunday, basically. Come on. Um, I'll definitely be having a bet, and that's what I'll be leaning to so far for Sunday. Yeah, I think the Vikings, definitely a good shout, and to cover that spread, uh, I'd definitely be backing that. What about you, Reese? Where would you go? Reece, uh, you are Reese. Vikings or Saints at two, uh, two and a half, or over under 43 and a half? I think I'm, I would be inclined to go for the over. Um, mm, join said, me. As I said, I think it's <laughs> going to be a close matchup, but I think a lot of points are going to go on the board. And was it 2.5 you said the spread was at the minute? Two and a half, minus two and a half, the Vikings are, yeah. I think, I think I'd go for plus 2.5 with the Saints. Mm, you just cannot back Kirk Cousins, can you? He hates him. You like that? You like that? <laughs> wait, I just, I never got the Jameis... You hate it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, have I got the Jameis Winston drop in? I did, did I do yeah. it earlier? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, we'll no. have it just one more time. Just, just anyway. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people have a W tonight? I'm going to eat a W tonight. E and the crab fingers. Oh, dear. I mean, um, Jameis Winston and um, Russell Wilson are something else, really. I think they're That's both pretty for. similar on the... On the weird spectrum on the cringe meter yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I live. I live for Kirk Cousins saying you like that James Winston eating his W's have you seen that bloody Russell Wilson subway advert oh James yeah oh my <laughs> he, that is the cringiest advert so weird it wasn't even like cringy as, I didn't really find it cringy as such I just thought what's going on what is no, going on I, I found it cringy, kind of not in his normal way. Yeah, I get, I absolutely yeah, get yeah. what you're saying. It was just kind of, it was weird. He was kind of like taking it like, obviously it was a bit tongue-in-cheek that how serious he was taking it, but yeah, that's but not really it gets well Russell into it. I don't know. It, ah, it's just, I don't know. Ah! It's class content. Anyway. If you haven't seen it, great chance for us to plug in the socials at Throwing Rotation. I, I think I retweeted it not too long ago, so check it oh, out. We've always got the great Russell Wilson content on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, that's one yeah. thing this podcast <laughs> will always have, and that's uh, up to date on Russell Wind. 
Russell Wilson's cringiness. <laughs> Just as Ashes plugged the socials there. Um, wait, wait, why have you started talking like that with a mic? That <laughs> yeah, this be normal again. Because I moved it closer because I realised the thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was, it was, like, it was wait, fine. Right. Can I go? Yeah. Just while, <laughs> what after Ashes plugged the socials, we've been in discussion this week and we're looking at. You like that? Sorry, go on. We're looking to potentially get some guests on and uh, boost our profile as well as boosting other people's. You know, we're we're really serious about this now and trying to take this far. So if anyone would like to join us and soak up some of the retardedness that we share with you, then feel free to get in contact with us. Nah, sorry, that was very well said, Reese. Um, we definitely are looking for little collaborations or whatever. We want a fourth person to talk to, some new jokes or whatever. Shout out to Burke. Is that what his name is? We've been talking about Yeah, Buffalo Burke Bills fan, yeah. He's yeah. supporting us a lot. Yeah, the Bills Mafia <laughs> yeah. boys clutching up for us. Yeah, fair play, fair play. He's been great. We'll get him on the show at some point and then um, get some fans of other teams on as well. Absolutely. Um, let's wrap up the show with some fantasy football content. I'll start off for those in those IDP leagues. You might be looking at Josh Metalus, uh safety for the Vikings. He had a monster game at uh, DB for the Vikings last week. But I don't think it's a great waiver wire pickup. Harrison Smith's going to come back in, so steer mm. away from him. Stay As away. we said about um, Chris Olave, um, definitely start him. Um, obviously, I think you know that you've got a banged up uh, Dom- Thomas and uh, Jarvis Landry, so um, definitely look to Olave this week, especially after how well he's done. And also consider benching Winston. We know how he's struggled. Uh, not been practicing this week, struggling with injury, so I definitely bench Winston as well. Um, going back, you to... should have bench Winston a long time ago. Mm. Whoever is listening, KJ Osborne. Let's pretend I didn't give up a first and a second to get James. <laughs> no, it's hey, just the first. It's just the first. It'll be good. It'll be good once he's injured. Once he's fit. Wait, wait. I got a little teaser for the listeners here. You want to hear one of the worst trades that's ever been done in fantasy football? Ashley Cadell has done oh it. I can't gosh. remember what it is off the top of my head. But um, All right, it got so like 20,000 likes on Reddit. It got Go quite a lot of reaction on Reddit, yeah. Oh, I really wanted Tyreek Hill. And this was like the first <laughs> year I ever got into the NFL. Like, first yeah. time. Like, so I, I, I don't even really know the NFL, let alone fantasy football at this point. Yeah. And don't, you, were, you were like overseeing my transactions <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So if anything, you should have the blame for the worst trade ever. But I gave up. I gave up the likes of uh, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, Robert Tonyan, maybe even a pick for Tyreek Hill. And like Benny Snell, <laughs> it was pretty. And Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty terrible. But obviously, it always looks worse in hindsight. Uh, at the time, it, yeah, no. it wasn't as bad. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. was a starter. Herbert didn't have the same hype around him. Neither did Jefferson. Yeah. But yeah, it's turned out to be probably one of the worst fantasy football trades you could ever get. It was um. That's how you learn, though, isn't it? That your everyone makes those trades at the start of fantasy. Yeah, well, you should have known better. I'm gonna say like I was away for that week. <laughs> I just didn't see it, or something. <laughs> um. But yeah. So 
again, fantasy football. Consider starting Madison over Cook. Obviously, we did say that Cook mm. uh, should be ready, but um, again, uh, you know, we see how well Madison can be as a backup. Uh, that one-two punch, as you said earlier, uh, and he's always scored high when he's had over a sixty percent uh, percent of snaps. So even though Cook's uh, fit, he could be on snap count. May he still have uh, be limited. Mm. Um, so I think he is a consideration, especially for, for a flex spot if you are looking for somebody. Um, KJ Osborne, as you said, uh, he he's boom or bust, very touchdown dependent. Uh, obviously below Jefferson and Thielen, so obviously he got that touchdown last week. But if you're back in the under receptions on him, mm. don't consider Osborne. Uh, but then Alan yes. Kamara, um, I was thinking about considering benching him, but. I think considering how you know the Vikings haven't been the best against RBs this year, uh, Jamal Williams rushed for 87 yards and two touchdowns for the Lions last week. Uh, Swift was also involved, so you know both of them uh, scored it against the Vikings, and obviously they they struggled against Jalen Hurts, uh, Miles San- Sanders uh, week uh, week two, and AJ Dillon uh, week one. So this could be the week Alvin Kamara um, goes off. Uh, you know has a has a bit more time to settle in. Uh, I know the Saints. Um, They've they they flew over straight after Sunday's game to London. They've got a lot of team bonding. Uh, the Saints could be ready, um, and I think Kamara could could have a game. Yeah, interesting to say because the Vikings came over actually dead late, uh, dead late. I think like Wednesday or Thursday sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see if that has an impact. I actually myself am completely off the Alvin Kamara train. I've got a couple of shares in him in fantasy. I've been trying to literally trade him away this week. I mean, he's twenty seven now. We know what happens to running backs yeah. when we get to this sort of usage, to this sort of age. It looks like he's not as big of a part of that offence as it, as he once was, maybe not getting that Sean Payton usage. I think, I think uh, considering, I'm, I'm, you know, with, with Winston being a bit banged up, uh, Thomas and Landry banged, banged up, I could see them sort of prioritising the rush uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, I think they need to, and um, maybe that is me just overreacting after three weeks and he'll have a big game. But either way, if he has a big game, I'll still be trading away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make well, the most of it now. Well, if you're me, you've had him in your team for the past three weeks and he's not even been playing that much, so I don't think I'm in much of a space to comment when it comes to the old fantasy at the moment. But No, I looked at your team, I think I play you in a couple of weeks and you've... you need to set it every week. That's that's the number one rule of fantasy, you have to set the lineup every week. You know what would be great? Yeah. If I knew how to set my lineup. Um, Alright, <laughs> you just press one play and then you swap them out for another player. <laughs> <laughs> no words no words Reese. no words okay 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 let's wrap up the show uh, what are we going to do little look to Sunday or something Thursday night football tonight uh, of course Dolphins of course. Bengals um, Tua is expected to play um, Bengals haven't had the best mm, of starts um, if the Dolphins could go 4-0 that would be huge Harry, what, what do you, what do you I think? I really would be quaking in my boots. Mm. I was going to say, because Reese, you've said, you've probably said about 10 times on this episode, because I've asked it 10 uh, on this podcast, because I've asked it 10 times. Um, <laughs> are you worried about the Dolphins? But if they if they go for an O, you, you must be a bit worried, surely. Well, And they just beat you. You must have a little bit of tingle in your balls. As I said, <laughs> I, I think they're playing really well at the minute. I think, as I say, it's going to come down to excuses, excuses. But I think a lot of stuff went against us last week. 
And as I say, we just couldn't we couldn't finish it off. We were getting close, but couldn't finish it off. I think, um, yeah, they're playing really well under the new leadership. They're looking good, and I think, I think it's going to be tight in the division. As much as I hate to say it, I'm, I'm backpedaling a bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to fear the Dolphins. He's worried. He's worried about yeah. Tua and the Dolphins. And he knows Tua's going to no, no, get no, that no, MVP over Josh Allen. I'm worried about that Dolphins D. Nothing to do with Tua, as I said in the group chat. I'm worried about but, the Dolphins D and how they're playing. Yeah. What about Waddle and Tyreek Hill? Yeah, yeah, the offense has been explosive, mate. Just shush. He's fine. clutching at straws. He's <laughs> clutching at straws. <laughs> but uh, Bengals, okay. Dolphins, though. Who, who are, they, are the Dolphins going four and zero? I think that it's gonna. The Bengals have got a big advantage. Obviously, with how tiring it was for everyone at the weekend in that game against the Bills for the Dolphins. I think. I I think that the Dolphins edge it though. I think you look at that Bengals O line and it is still dreadful despite the changes mm. they made to try and fix it. They don't look like they've really got going so far. I think I think the Dolphins just walk over them sadly. I took Dolphins plus five at the start of the week because I thought plus it five. was the, what the Dolphins are plus, plus five. five. I thought yeah, it was. Tour was injured. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought it was because the market's saying that they don't think two is going to play. But now we've had we've had the news the last day or two that it looks like he will play, and you can still get uh, you can still get plus five with Sky Bet. What? I've Ooh, double let dipped. Me, let me get back. What? Oh, I can't, no, that's what I was going to ask. I can't no, figure out why. They're plus three and a half on three six five right now. Wow. Yeah. I might have to be getting okay, on that. Why aren't Dolphins' favourite? I, I couldn't that's figure it out. That's like, pretty um, crazy. Oh, it must be the two. I think Teron Arms... But it looks like he's going to play now, doesn't it? Teron Arms did that thing, but it looks like he's going to play as well. Yeah, no, I I really like it. Mm. Bengals have looked real poor. Their offensive line has been awful. Pretty, pretty interesting game. Can't wait for that tonight. Um, should have told you to get this into a drop, Harry, but Tariq Hill has been chatting a lot of shit about Eli Apple. He can't wait to go up against him. Um, and Tua said as well, if he if he sees uh, Tyreek Hill one on one versus Eli, <laughs> he's gonna be throwing it. He's been gonna be he throwing gone. that ball that way to Tyreek. So mm. yeah, can't wait for Thursday night football. Yes, absolutely. That's been my wake up call every morning for the past since the NFL started. <laughs> I just wake Disco up and I going, sing it. Yeah, Disco making his. Uh, Morning toilet trip, and all I can hear is him humming the. <laughs> all right, all right. Never talk about my morning toilet trip on the podcast again. All right, that is where we end the episode. Absolutely beautiful. We can't wait for Thursday night football. We cannot wait for 12, 13, 14 hours of non-stop football on Come Sunday. On. It's been a fun episode. Been yeah, great to speak with you, Reese and Ashley, and it's been great for you to listen along with us. We'll see you next week. Bye.